This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yesterday we had the great Sarge, Gary Matthews Sr., come on and talk about Hank Aaron, his buddy, someone that he's going to be attending the memorial service for actually today. And with that being said, we have the great Charlie Manuel, the one that loves talking, hitting, and one of my favorite people I've ever been around this game, a former manager of mine, but the great Chuck, the great Charlie Manuel, joining me right here on Pine Tar for breakfast. In the air to left. What up, and welcome to another episode of Pine Tar for Breakfast. I am your host, Kevin Franzen, at Kevin Franzen on Twitter, and guess what? I'm not going to waste anybody's time. After a great conversation yesterday with Sarge and and talking about Hank Aaron, one of his best friends, uh, I want to talk to someone that admires people, uh, who's friends with people like this, like Hank Aaron, um, but admires just the way they go about things and work, and, and Chuck loves hitting. We all know that. So let's talk to him about it. Chuck, what's up? Kev, what's up, man? Hey, I, I, I'm going to tell you something. I enjoyed your call yesterday, and I'm happy to be on your show, man. Well, I, you should just tell everyone that uh, I decided to threaten you because you are working out, but I said this is about the first time that I could probably kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want to hey, tell you something. You better wait till you see me, man. I oh, no, I see the pictures uh, on Twitter huh? and, and Instagram. I mean, you look good. Yeah. You feeling good? <laughs> I'm getting ready. I, I'm getting ready when uh, when I quit talking to you. I'm getting ready to go out in my garage here and work out. Yeah, I, I work out every day. I, I feel good. You know, like, and uh, actually, I'm really looking forward to the baseball season. Oh, me too. But let me let me stop you there, okay? Because you're going to work out. You're going to do some weights. You're going to do all that. Like, when uh, – uh, you and I have talked about like my relationship with Willie Mays and, and he and I would talk all the time and he would ask about off season, what I would do. And I'd be like, Willie, what'd you guys do? And he'd be like, man, I just play basketball all day. Yeah. You're like, huh? <laughs> like right. the greatest baseball player to ever live just played basketball every day. And it's like, so is that what, what did you do in the off seasons? You know, uh, in the season, once I made once I uh, made, made the major leagues with Minnesota, I, I lived there for like nine years. And in the winter, I played basketball with Jim Cott, Rich Reese, Bob Allison, and some of the Vikings football team in a in a league at the Decathlon Club. And <laughs> and uh, that's exactly what I did. Who? So really. what, what were you? Were you like the screen setter? Uh, huh? I was a shooter, man. What nah. are you talking about? Hey, hey, I was I was a defensive player, rebound. Hey, I was all around guy, man. Oh, Ball for sure. Handling. Well, I mean, like I grew yeah. up playing basketball, so like. Huh? I was I was a shooter, but I was the uh, I was the right. diver. I just go dive for right. the ball. Right. It was like loose ball. I'd be like down on the ground. Why not? Yeah. That's the only thing I could do. 
yeah, yeah. Basketball was a love. Uh, you know, Mike. Uh, it was a. It was one of my loves, really. You yeah, like, you and I. I uh, you and I talked about this in a dugout yeah. during a game. Yeah. You and I talked basketball right. during a game. You're like, you're yeah. like, you like basketball? And I was yeah. like, I love it. I grew up around it with yeah. my dad. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was just like yeah. one of those moments where I think you're you're trying to get to me uh, to calm me down a little bit because you know. It was never my fault. It was always the umpire's fault, you know, on an argument. <laughs> so I think it got me like into a right frame of mind. But that that, that was the beauty of it. Like just yeah. basketball was a little connection of ours. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, the the other day we found out the the sad news of of Hank Aaron, one one of right. if not the greatest hitter of all time. Uh, I could certainly say probably the most consistent hitter that we've ever seen. If you look at his numbers and, and everything, uh, your love for hitting, your love for baseball, when you think Hank Aaron, what do you think? I think it, uh, he comes right. He, he's one of, the, one of the figures for sure that comes first in my mind because of his consistency. You know, like when he came to you, uh, you and I could be sitting in a dugout and, and we'd be talking baseball. And all of a sudden, if, if Hank Aaron was playing over there for the Atlanta Braves, we'd look there and we would know that he's going to hit two or three balls hard that day. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and uh, hopefully he was going to hit some of them right at people because, you know, he was a very consistent hitter. He was one of the be- better, best consistent hitters I've seen. Uh, I've seen some really good good ones, you know, Williams. And uh, I've seen guys like – I used to think Tony Oliva was a good, a tremendous hitter because, you know, he wasn't the Hall of Fame guy. He didn't play – evidently didn't get enough time in. But at the same time, too, he consistently hit the ball hard. And he hit 30 homers a year, you know, like – but now Hank Aaron was – he was – he you know, like he's, he's an ideal – of a player that you know that when you put him in a lineup that he's going to uh, hit, hit a couple balls hard that day. Well, I think the most incredible, like there, oh, I would never say the most incredible. There's so many incredible stats with Hank Aaron, but in his twenties, he had an OPS of 947. In his thirties, he had an OPS of 948. Like yeah. really? Right. <laughs> like that, yeah. that, that's like, that is unheard of. To be that yeah. consistently good year in, year out, and, right. and just – and only win. How about this? Only win one MVP. Right. I mean, that's exactly. Like, what, you know, back in those days when he played, if you, if you look, you know, like uh, – uh, you know, like they had Willie Mays, they had Frank Robinson, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like they had, uh, you know, like Mickey Mantle played in the other league. I mean, they had all kind of, you know, Ted Williams uh, was still playing at that time, probably right, right when he first – first come up for a while i mean they they had uh they had some big time uh, big time players clemetti i can keep naming them but at the same time too you know like he was always there with them at you know like he was somewhere around the top every year if you go back well, and look i mean in, i mean you didn't have to look far for his name in 56 he finished third to uh don newcomb and right. i'm like oh come on like a pitcher and then he went 27 and seven right. and he also had like yeah. two homers 16 rbis you're like oh, okay that makes kind of sense i i get it but it's like <laughs> hank aaron's numbers that year he was 200 hits right 26 homers 92 rbis uh yeah. he, he 328 you're like good god like how do you not win that <laughs> yeah uh you know like i think actually when the interview i saw with cost on the mlb uh, uh two days ago I think it, uh, when I think about that, he kind of sums it up. You know, like back then, Milwaukee was not, you know, like it was not a big, it was not a, uh, 
they they only had one sports writer. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, and he and you, he didn't get a lot of recognition. You know, like uh, uh, Eddie Matthews was a big time player. You know, he didn't get a whole lot of recognition. You know, like, I mean, they did, back then you got over, you kind of got overlooked if you didn't play in New York or and things like that, and uh, Boston, or you know, like uh, one of the uh, uh, bigger cities. Yeah, and uh, I think that that was one of the things that Hank at, that actually hurt Hank. But at the same time, too, you know, like uh, when you go look at it, uh, go watch the game and everything like that, he's, he, def- he definitely was a standout player. Really, really as, as we talk, uh, when I explain it to you, he, was, he, he could do a little bit of everything and he could really hit. Oh, man. And, and the swing, you could see it. It's just like that, yeah. that path that he had, whatever right. it was, the bat stayed in the zone so long. And you're going, uh, my yeah. God, that's beautiful. <laughs> Hey, Kev, if you, if you notice, if you think about it, Hank Aaron's approach is, is definitely what I teach. Mm-hmm. I yep. mean, I, uh, uh, you're not going to find Hank Aaron uppercutting too many nope. balls. Nope. And, and the, one of the biggest things that uh, you and I talk about it almost every time I see you is people forget the ball below your hands is a lift. Mm-hmm. The ball above your hands is an uppercut. Yep. And if you start, if you start in the back to, in your approach – and your and your bat lags and goes toward you know, goes down toward the back of the ground or something like that. Then you, that's an uppercut swing and, and and that's a long path to the ball. And and, and a lot of times you're gonna get beat, especially by velocity. Yeah. And, and but but you know like uh, so that wasn't the approach that they taught back in those days. You no. know, like Hank, Hank Earns a good example of that. I mean, what's incredible is he had he never struck out over a hundred times in a single right. season. Like you're yeah. talking about a guy that right. had, you know, 755 homers. He had 37, almost 3,800 hits, and he struck out 1,383 times. That's yeah, it. Pretty, yeah, that's very, you know, like that's that, that's very consistent. That and and that's what you look for in, when you talk about the all-around hitter and the great hitter. Uh, hey, that speaks for itself. And, and I mean, so, that, stop and think. That's barreling up balls, right? Oh. Man, I wonder how loud, like, really, because those are, like, the certain things that, uh, you know, being able to play with Bonds, being able to play with Ryan, being able to play, you know, in in spring training with Jim Tomey. Um, I mean, you can go on and on with Bryce. I mean, the the sound is different. We get that. I want to know the sound off that, off his bat, right? I mean, it it would just, oh. Or, like, Dick Allen, right, with the 40-ounce bat, like, Right. What was that sound like? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I'll tell you something. I was, I, I got to see Dick play a lot. I'm gonna tell you something, uh, and he was amazing. He had tremendous, big, huge power in the middle of the field. Yeah, like left, center, right, center, center field. Oh, big time power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But see, like that, what Dick, what Dick struggled with, like many uh, African American players did at that time, was the hate and and just the right. you know the vitriol that was happening. And then you have a guy like. Hank Aaron, who, right. I mean, you just, I marvel at that because I, I right. mean, you can understand, you know, fighting back, right? You know, especially right. nowadays, like, but you think back about what he was able to accomplish as well with right. all the hate, with all the fan, you know, the fans just against him. Like, yeah. what does that right. bring to mind for you? Right. 
That, but you know, like you know, like that, that that to me, like I saw some of that when I played in the minor leagues. Yeah, you know, like when I played in the minor leagues, see the uh, the the black people couldn't eat with us. They you know, like the, uh, they rode mm-hmm. the same bus, things like that. They then they, they couldn't stay in the same hotel and all that. And believe me, that that was definitely hard for them. I mean, and it and it was not right. And it was in and it was. Uh, but but there was a there was a change coming and things like that. But nothing about that was right. Yeah, I mean Hank Aaron. You know, like uh, those guys. Uh, I never seen Hank Aaron loaf on a, uh, a ground ball or mm. Frank Robinson or or Willie Mays and guys like that. I, I mean, uh, it, hey, on day something they hustled the whole game and everything like that. They were totally yeah. professionals. And if you talk to them, you know, like really, I mean, they they went about their business and and uh, actually people come to see them play. Even even probably some of the people that that uh, uh, might not like them or, or say things about them or something, but at the same time they love to come and see them play. Yeah, you know? for sure. I mean, and they and they were drawing cards, but at the same time too, uh, he was he handled it. He handled it. Just he handled uh, the thing, uh, all the problems, the things. He really was a professional in handling them, and that and that and, and that right there tells you a whole lot about the man. Yeah. No. It, I, I tweeted out the other day because every story I've ever heard about Hank Aaron is and, – and you see all this stuff, obviously, as the, the baseball player. But when you know more about the human being and how great of a human being he was, a teammate, almost more than he was a player, you did things right. You were doing right. – you, you did life right. And, and that's right. like the most incredible part. And I feel like as a, as a you know, person, as a family member, you've got to be like, yeah, that, that, that's my legacy. Hank Aaron, that's my legacy right. because he was incredible. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'll tell you something. He, uh, he was, uh, uh, when you talk, I mean, I can't, like I said, you know, like he goes up, our, he, he's, if he's not right there dead at the top, you know, like he's definitely close around, really. So, I mean, you know, like he was, he was that good. I mean, he was that great of a player. Well, how about, okay, so then we go into like more of his, his years, right? In 59, I still don't understand how Ernie Banks uh, wins it. I, I do. I mean, yeah, he had 223 hits. He had 40 more hits than than uh, Ernie Banks. Yeah, and <laughs> he hit 355 with a 1037 OPS, and he finishes third again. And you're like, come on, like yeah. this guy was so great. Like it, <laughs> and and there's so many things about like now with Mike Trout, right? I think because yeah. he's consistently great, right? And you kind of lose that. Ah, uh, well, you know, whatever. Yeah, he's putting up right. historic numbers. And right, exactly. Is, and I equate I equate Mike Trout to Willie Mays just because yeah. he does a lot of things great everywhere, right? Right. Who's, who's today's version of Hank Aaron? I, I would uh, give me time to think. I mean, who would you say? <laughs> I'm not, really. I mean, that, that well, I, see, I, I usually yeah. have an idea like of of what I think you know certain guys would be. Hank Aaron's yeah. one of those guys I don't I don't have. Right. I don't yeah. have in my back pocket going, yeah, you know, that's this yeah. guy because there are so many guys that drop off. Right. He never really right. dropped off. Right, right, exactly. In his right. And so right. I'm like I, I don't think there's anyone that you could like him to. Exactly. Which yeah. makes him even more special. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, you like when you uh, uh when you think of guys like uh, Hank and then you think about Willie Mays and watch Willie Mays play center field and mm-hmm. and how how flamboyant and you know like all of his life and energy and the fact his skills but then uh Aaron was more uh, he was more of those guys that looked like he, he made it look much easier yeah you know I mean yeah. you know, like you know like you know like it was uh, it was it, so that smooth was just like a everyday trip for him to yep. go out there and play a game 
Huh. Really? Well, you, I mean, you told me this story uh, off air. Uh, it, it, you know, you had a conversation or w- with Hank and, you know, or, or it was the Costas one where he was talking about, you know, who was the better hitter. And he just flat out yeah. said him. You know, right. compared to him and Mays. And yeah. you're like, what? And then you think about it, you're like, he probably was. Yeah. And, and yeah. Hank Aaron was not yeah. a boastful guy. You, you've right. mentioned that. Like, what, yeah. when you think of a hitter and why the success of Hank Aaron was Hank Aaron, I mean, what was it about him? I think it, uh, if you notice, but Hank Aaron, he, he also makes, makes statements like, well, I don't hit long home runs. And things like that. I hit a lot of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but but, you know, actually, you know, like he stayed within himself every day, and I think at times, you know, like he looked for good balls to hit, and he and he had great eye hand coordination, and even sometimes it looks like when he gets on his front side, his bat's always up, Mm -hmm. you know, like uh, he's always got his bat above the baseball, and 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 he can still generate bat speed, and he was so consistent in his hitting, and and you know, like I think he that he just went up there and he used the whole field and he just, and he just worked on hitting the ball hard. I, I, but of course there's more to it than that, but at the same time, you know, like he had the skills and the eye hand coordination and the swing to do it. And the swing is, he has a very polished swing. He, he comes down. He, you know what? Uh, Williams would say probably if you, if I sit there uh, 30 years ago or 40 years ago and asked Ted Williams, he would say, well, Aaron could use a little bit more arc in the swing. Mm-hmm. And I would and I would tell Ted Williams, well, we have also his swing would get longer and bigger. Uh, it, uh, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron went straight through the baseball with a very compact swing. You know, if you stop, if you stop and think about it, it's incredible. Really. Yeah, and, and uh, but but he also the consistency in his swing, and also that right there has something to do with, you know, like when he said that about Willie Mays about. You know, like I was a better hitter. I mean, it wasn't like that he was cocky or arrogant yeah. or nothing like that. He was, it was just, just so relaxed. It just came out like, I know I'm better than Willie Mays. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, that's yeah. the beauty of it because. Yeah. That, hey, some think that's the fight of baseball. That's yep. the competition of baseball. That's what you have to think. That's what young hitters have to think. You know, hey, work, hey, hey, you got your way of hitting. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna master my your. You're gonna master your way of hitting, Kevin. Yeah. You know, like uh, Charlie Manuel's gonna hit the way he hits. You're gonna master yours, and you're gonna work to do it as good as you possibly can. And Hank Aaron was had to be one of those guys because he hit the ball regularly hard. Well, why do you think? And and maybe I am gonna answer this right now for myself. But why do you think? when you look back and you see all highlights of these guys and it could be like a 20 year span between, you know, the highlights and the swings the same where uh, yeah. today you see guys and it's constant adjustments and all this, is it all video? Is that, is that the reason why? Yeah. I mean, cause the, yeah, they, I think, yeah, I think actually, you know, like today's game, you know, like we talk about it, you know, like when he's talking about hitting home runs and everything like that. And he mentions about, Milwaukee, you know, like and how he liked to hit in Milwaukee, and that was that was a good ballpark to hit in, and the ball carried good, you know, like uh, uh, especially in the middle of the field and things like that. And you know, like and and I think that he thought, well, if I just hit balls good, you know, like if I just stay within myself and attention free and things like that, and I just I, and I just hit the ball good and drive balls, he says uh, I got a good chance of hitting, uh, you know, like a home run, you know, like in big part of the field. But now when you go on the road, the ballparks get really big, like St. Louis mm-hmm. or Pittsburgh or somewhere like that. And Popola grounds were short and right field, but it was huge. And left and, you know, over toward right center a little bit, uh, over toward right center, you started getting almost 500 feet. 
and it was hard to hit balls out. Nowadays, if you stop and think, the biggest difference I see is the guy. The you know, athletes are in better better shape and stronger. Yep, I believe that consistently. And, and, yeah, and, yeah, 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 consistently. And at the same time, too, you know, like uh, the fences. You know, like every 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 team in baseball kind of moves their fences in. Yeah, uh, Mets have moved theirs two or three times. San Diego's <laughs> moved theirs. Things like that. You know, then now the legit hitterman hitters kevin is like tommy would go into uh, detroit and they would cry because that was a big park he shrunk that ballpark yeah. up and left center right center oh. and things like that but, but you know like hank Aaron was just so consistent and and you know like he didn't worry about you know trying to hit a 500 foot home run you know he just hit the ball and let it he, i think he hit got good balls to hit and he hit them correctly and and uh, uh you know like and he was very successful but now the t- today's game you know, like with the, the uh, it's it's definitely today's game definitely's made for a guy to hit a homer, and they love that. That's that's what the fans love, and everybody in baseball likes that. And I think it uh, when you're talking about a, a right hand hitter, say a, a right hand hitter weighs 165, 170 pounds, and he could hit the ball uh, out of the ballpark in Philadelphia to right field. That right there gives you a that changes the whole whole uh, information part about the game you know, like and how you manage because mm-hmm. you know like you used to walk when Hank Aaron played you could walk out on the mountain and say make him hit this ball to right field if he if he hits if he hits a home run it's got to make him hit it to right field well you can't do say that no more because you know like because almost everybody can hit the ball out of the ballpark you know you know all yep. over yep. And I, but at the same time too, I do. If you notice, I do think that the approach on hitting the uh, the star players had it. But at the same time too, the the guys that were just average major league players or or uh, utility players and bench players and things like that, uh, you can see some bad looking cuts. Yeah, and balance and rhythm. I mean, like there's the, all all the guys that we talk about as being great hitters, they got good balance and rhythm, but. Uh, we don't really, uh, really go back and talk about some of those guys who get fooled on breaking balls and you know, like, and have long swings and you know, swing chases balls up over their head and things like that. Yeah. You know, like we just see the the guys that hit the ball good. Well, like Clemente, he would have like his back foot almost a foot two feet off the ground. Right. When yeah. Hit, right. But it was a strong front side where he's not right. gliding through it. It's like he would post up on that. You're going, dang. Right. How's that possible? Right. But that was right. the balance. That was right. that was being an athlete in the box, right? And not you know, mechanical, well, yeah. <laughs> right? You know, uh, when I first saw uh, Frank Thomas hit, you know, like, and and you go look, see, he was big and strong. Oh yeah, and his back foot would come up sometime, but oh man, he didn't. He still had a lot of pop. And you know, like I, I, I think you get back to core strength and things like that, and and also the push that they get from the backside. I look at Hank Aaron, really, when he gets to his front side, it tells me a lot of times the way he gets a he gets a uh, like a a torque push on yeah. his backside. Yeah, you know? like he's like it is like he's exploding, like he's jumping yeah. out, like he's going it, out. Right. And, and not like me jumping out. Like you would always be like, damn, you're getting right. close to the ball, kid. <laughs> but it was yeah. one of those where it was under control. Right. It was like, exactly. Holy exactly. hell. Right. I mean, it, oh, it is. I mean, he keeps his hands up. And, it, yeah. and and you know what else, too? He don't try to hold up. He's aggressive. And he, he just tries to hit yeah. straight through that baseball. That that That's the thing that I feel like we uh, – don't talk enough about is being like right. when you commit you commit and i feel like right. there's so many times and, and i could i could speak to it is 
when you're in the right. box and and you feel like you're going good and you could hit everything, you're committed. Yeah. But when you're in that mo that moment of doubt, right? And right. it's like they were never in a moment of doubt. I feel like because you don't see right. check swings. Right. They're in a swing. They're swinging. The bat was too exactly. big for them, you know, at times to, to hold up. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's exactly right. But, you know, like, uh, if you think about uh, back about it, you know, like when you really, when you talk about someone, someone hitting, you know, like uh, I'd say when you especially first come into pro ball, I mean, actually you should start in high school or college. But when you first come into pro ball, that's where you learn about, you know, like uh, self-control, self-discipline, mm -hmm. you know, like adrenaline, rush, things like that, and staying focused on what you're trying to do. And, you know, like, and hey, how many times we've heard people uh, that you sit in the dugout and probably say it yourself, you say somebody will hit a ball kind of out of the strike zone down in the way and just smoke it. And you'll go, well, you can't teach that. But you know something else, too? By hard work and muscle memory and things like that, that hitter taught himself that. Mm-hmm. I believe that. You oh, hundred percent. I mean, I mean, that's what I believe. You know, like I've I've seen you take balls low and in and hit and smoke them. Yeah, and things like that. And you know, like and you and uh, are you going to be consistent hitting that ball? If you you know, like when you are, you're really hitting good. Yeah, but no, at the it's same about time, the confidence you know, thing, right? Like it, it, it it's when right. you're feeling good. You're not just going to randomly do that one. Like but exactly. when you talk about that, you, you you know, the first person that comes to mind is Vlad. And it's like, yeah, people right. are like, oh, well, he's got, a, you know, God's gift of, of being right. able to do it. It's like, well, yeah, but at the same yeah. time, uh, that's that's something that you could work, not right. about working on, but yeah. be confident in. Right. Yeah, he's got <laughs> bat-to-ball skills. And he's got oh. eye-hand coordination is what he's oh. got. And, and he's still got a, he, he still has enough balance and he's still got enough strength left to produce bat speed. Oh, no doubt. Hey, when <laughs> when, when you look at like, okay, so – managing being a hitting coach for uh, and and actually managing the guy too but like Jim Tomey uh Ryan Howard two two of the best run producers that we've had in in recent memory right yeah uh Hank Aaron obviously number 1 and I was like I was like okay what what was it different and you've been mentioning staying hard up the middle right everything up the middle he was so good right. up the middle and you right. look at his numbers and runners in scoring position for his career he had because yeah. he, he walked a lot, so he had he had yeah. twenty eight hundred at bats, well, almost twenty nine hundred right. at bats. He had three twenty four with a nine ninety six OPS. Like, it, right? How do you put that yeah. into it, 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 for you, a, a, a hitting yeah. guru? What What do you think? I put it into the fact that he loves to hit, and he's got tremendous plate discipline, and he's a, he's a self disciplined person, and he uh, you know like and he uh, his. Uh, uh, you know, like he's, his experience has, has allowed him to uh, uh, give him confidence, mm -hmm. you know, like self-confidence that, that he's better than the other guy. I saw that in, in a picture in Roy Holiday. That's what I, when Holiday, hey, Kev, when Holiday was in his heyday, you know, like in the condition that he was in and everything, mm -hmm. he thought he was stronger, bigger, meaner than anybody. And I think a, a good hitter, hitters and things like that, like when they know they can hit. If you listen to Ted Williams talking between Hank Aaron and Ted Williams, Ted, Ted Williams is more arrogant. You know, like he wants to tell you how great he was. Hank Aaron just, he was sit there very calmly and quietly and, you know, like, and he'll just uh, shoot these, uh, what do you call it, these uh, hot spots to you. You know, like, yeah, yeah I'm better than Willie Mays or, yeah. or, or, you know, like just, yeah, look at my swing there. That's a nice swing. I, I, I hit that ball good. You know, he don't overdo it, but yeah. he comes to the ballpark every day knowing he's going to hit the ball hard. I mean, and, and, and you're like, and that, that is confidence. That's, that's, you know, like that's really, and, and staying focused on what you're trying to do. That's, that's you know, the part. 
that right. because no, I'm saying like with the focus, like yeah. we talked about it before is like that, you know, yeah. the, the moments where you can get too high and you live on that right. and you go there. Well, you add what and how consistently great he was for that focus. Yeah. But then you add in all that hatred in the, in the racist, you know, world right. that he was living in. Like, right. Oh my God. God, to to have that focus is yeah. you can't you cannot explain that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had. I, I tell you something. He did, uh, stop and think about it. He definitely the world he lived in back when he was a player. He he had to block a lot of things out oh. of his mind. He had. I want to tell you something. He definitely had blinders on. I mean, really, if you stop and think about it, because you know, like it, uh, that was a tough part of, of of racism back in those days and things like that. And uh, and 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 I would say someone like Hank Aaron was is a big big help overcoming that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean uh, just who he was and how he carried himself. It, very similar to the Jackie Robinson, right? Like where exactly. Branch Rickey chose someone that wasn't going to be right, uh, right you know, exactly. against everything and, and try to fight everything, but, it, you know, right. hold, hold face and, and everything. And it's amazing to think that like two of those human beings. Right. Exactly. Accomplished what they did with everything that was going on. And, and look, they took, I bet you they took a lot more brunt of the hatred and everything because they weren't reacting to it. Right. Exactly. Probably did. Yeah. I'm sure they did. How about, how about with, Hey Garrett, runners in scoring position, two outs. I was like, okay, what's what was he like then? And it, and it's uh, kind of absurd. He hit three oh six with a nine seventy five OPS, yeah. and I'm like, Charlie, I'm like Charlie, I'm yeah. like, oh my god, what what would that be like to two outs and you want to get it done? You know, you know, you know, you're a big part of that right there. And it was just in his blood, like it was just like man, whatever. It's like. You see those numbers, and not being obviously around to see it live ever, you just hear stories about it. He was the same, cool, calm, collected. It right. was like the right. heartbeat was the same all the time. Right. You know. Uh, you know when the uh, when you look at when you look at a guy like that, and, and you look at his career, and you get back and you think of the the consistency part. One of the arguments I have today, you know, like for some reason, Kev, you know, like people, the, the, uh, ordinary person, he kind of thinks, well, Charlie would be against analytics. I'm not against analytics. Mm-hmm. It would not at all. But at the same time, I do think if, uh, the, the, what you call the star player, mm-hmm. the big, the big star players. If you look at guys like Hank Earn, Mays, Williams, Mantle, all these guys, uh, uh, stats and 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 their and their and their batting average to go with their extra base hits, their ribbies, their runs scored, and all that. And nowadays we talk about on base percentage. Yeah. Well, look, they're getting a hundred and hundred to hundred and thirty walks, and they're and and they're also hitting three thirty or three forty and things like that. Even on good years, they hit three fifty. Yeah. But at the same time, too, that's the consistency part. And to me, the high batting average makes you. The, the complete hitter because you are disciplined and plus you 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 have a good eye at the plate and you got a good strike zone so 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 you take walks yeah i it, mean you know so so therefore you know like uh when you tell me that batting average don't count no more i get upset with that oh because huh because a lot of it is like you're not giving yourself a, like so much of the strikeout stuff is you're not giving right, yourself a right. chance you're not giving your teammates a chance to have right. someone you know blunder a ball out there Right, exactly. Right, and, exactly. and and sometimes you know what, swinging and, and and poking one the other way can get right. things going. 
Yeah, right, exactly. The walk's not going to get you right. going, but a base right. hit, like you were talking about, like I feel like I started a bunch of rallies with us in Philadelphia off of like something stupid, like a, a ball that right. was off the ground, but it just picked things up a little right. bit. Or, yeah, you know, exactly. like Jimmy just, you know, yeah. just smoking one when it was right. it, it was a 3-2 count. Right. You're going, why'd you swing at that? It's like he just, oh, he rifled that ball. Right. Like whether it's a hit or not, doesn't matter. It's like, yeah. He yeah, gave himself a chance. He gave us a chance. Right. Exactly. What was uh, also, you know, like that's 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 knowing yourself and playing, uh, you know, like playing the game how it's supposed to be played. Yeah. If you stop and think about it, they used to say that the guys that uh, you know like like to swing three zero when you there's five runs up or six runs up, they were you know they were individuals and you know like and they you know like and they what do you call it they. You know, like they weren't good. You know, like uh, you're not supposed to do that. Things yeah. like that. All the unwritten rule. Yeah, yeah. I got a kind of a. I look at that uh, knowing the person, and everything like that, and and, and basically knowing knowing what he achieves when he has to, or something like that. You know, like I'll argue with you about uh, you know like uh, things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, every everybody's kind of different, and on this time you got to play within your skills. Uh, uh, hey, hey, let's say if Kevin. Uh, uh, you walk out and play baseball this year, and you lead the uh, the National League in hitting. Yep. Say you hit three thirty five, mm-hmm. and you look up there, and you hit three thirty five, and you got an on base percentage of four fifteen or something. Yeah. And you got like anywhere from you got seventy five ribbies and seventy five runs scored. Hey, you know what? For the position that you're going to play, and who you where you're at in your lineup, and what you put your performance, and the times you're on base and things, all that adds up into a star player. Yeah. For sure. I mean, you know, like it. So it does because somebody can knock in 150 runs, you know, like 140 or something like that. You know, like yeah, that's that's really shows you a whole lot. And it's uh, like Ryan Howard at one time for four or five years. I I I say this all the time. I know you hear me say it. Mm-hmm. He he was best hit, he, to me. He was the best hitter in the National League. He was a big technique hitter, like uh, oh, like hitter, Hartley. like absolutely. Yeah, we're not talking right. power. We're talking just hitter, straight right. hitter. All of right, exactly. And, and, you know, so therefore, you know, like, you know, Tommy was a guy that was a mauler, but he had a good strike zone. Yep. You know, he had a knack for, he took walks and he had a knack for getting good balls to hit. But uh, you know what? And I know Tommy, and he'll tell you this, don't ask him to step out of the strike zone with a man on second base and try to, you know, you, you know, just to um, make sure that he helps his team win the game because that's, that messes up his swing and everything. And he'll start striking out a lot. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, there's, but and also, you know, like the people around those guys nowadays, you know, like knowing the player and letting him play to his ability, you know, like is is in, is very to me that's a top important thing. And the guys like Hank Aaron, see that their manager, I guarantee he didn't he didn't have to have to tell him how to play. Oh no, for sure. <laughs> I mean, you're looking like in '64 because I mean, there's he's like so much fun just to go back and look at at numbers because the consistency right. that he had, right? Yeah. And he hit like he hit he hit five hundred with runners in scoring position, two outs, right? And it was like yeah, right. it was like almost ninety at bats that year. And you're going, what? Yeah. Like how is that? <laughs> like you can't even imagine. Right. He had forty three RBIs. Well, to right. me, if if I'm a manager in that situation, like there is a there is a calmness. Like you talk about the hitter. Well, what did the, what is it? A guy like him? What does a guy like Ryan Howard do for a manager right. like yourself? Right. 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 Exactly. Right. You know, because right. then you, you flip it and you're like, 
<laughs> you're you're game planning against him, right? You're going, right. oh my god, this like right. it, it, the anxiety. And you look on the other side, and the the manager over there with with that player with Hank Aaron's going, yeah, yeah that's my guy. Sorry about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> see, uh, see when uh, when I used to look at see when I used to look at Tommy and Ryan Howard, Albert Bell, Manny Ramirez, all those guys. I never worried about Manny Ramirez hitting for a high average. You know why? Because he made contact consistently and things like that. And, uh, you, you know, like, and I like the fact that he's trying to lead the league in hitting because that's going to take away from his, uh, uh, from him over swinging at the plate and things like that. He's going to work on putting the ball in play more and be more consistent. Therefore he's going to hit more home runs. Yeah. And I, and I say that about Tommy and Ryan Howard because they're strong and, and, uh, like a say for instance, Stanton, I guarantee if you look at the strongest Stanton is when he hits 300, he has a good chance of hitting anywhere from 40 to 55, 60 homers. Oh. If, if you, over a course of a year. And, and so therefore, you know, like what, you know, like, why wouldn't you want to be the complete hitter? You know, like I think of somebody now, if like, when, like if Tom dropped, Tommy would drop off to uh, 220 and 35 homers or something like that. You know, I would, uh, he would, he'll tell yourself that, that, that he was, he wanted to be better than that. Yeah, for sure. You, you, does that make sure sense? Oh, absolutely. And then like, cause we have right. a guy like that in Bryce now, right. Who right. wants to be great year in year out, right. wants to achieve right. You know, right. those numbers. And it's like, sometimes that want, it will take you away. It'll detract from right. you. Right. Yeah, right. But like, yeah. we're like seeing a guy like Bryce and then, and, and knowing like a guy like Hank Aaron, it seems right. like you're going, wow, like two inches. Cause right. Hank Aaron was cool, calm, collected. And it's right. not about Bryce not being that. It's just like, right. he plays with right. the spirit, that emotion that yeah. like, it, it, right. it could, it could drive you to great things. It could, it could backfire right. at times too. Right. You know, when I, when I look at uh, Bryce has still got so much big upside for oh. me, you know, like he, uh, you know, like he just got, you know, just stop and think we're, we're not talking about uh, a whole lot of improvement. We're just talking about a little more consistency, mm-hmm. you know, just a little bit more consistent, you know, like, and that'll set him into that, that uh, 300 to 325. And to me, like he, he's going, he's going to run into 40 to 50 or 55 home runs when he does that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, the I year he won that. the MVP, it, you know, Matt Williams had gotten through to him finally, and it was about, like, not how far, but how yeah. many you hit. Right. And exactly. it just – and he was right. just – I mean, it was bullet after bullet right. after bullet, and you're going, damn. Right. Like, <laughs> exactly. Whew. Exactly. What, exactly. And then and then you think about that, and you're going, wow, that's, that's Hank Aaron, that's Willie Mays, what they did year in, year out. You're like, <laughs> my God, yeah. right? I mean – Yeah. But, but you know, like, you do uh, – you know what – as long like once Hank got out of the game, he slowly there, the, he made a great statement too about records. Mm. And he says he, all of his whole baseball career, he believed that records were meant to be broken. He said he never dreamed of breaking, uh, breaking Babe Ruth's record or nothing like that. And I believe that, but at the same time too, the game, the game still produces the great players and things like that. And the records will be, will be broken. Gave, uh, in the interview I saw, Kev, he gave, uh, he gave, Barry Bond, some he, he gave him some good, uh, 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 you know, like a kind of a good story about his success. Mm-hmm. You know, like he, when he ta- started talking about his swing and how his swing was consistent, he says he says he says I don't judge nobody. It's, you know, like it's not up to me to know you know like uh, anything, but watching that guy hit. And he says the fact that he, you know, he, he has such a great swing and and what he could do to the baseball and consistently, you know, you you, you still can't take away that he wasn't a great hitter, you know. Yeah, and I uh, I kind of agree with that. 
I mean, really? it, it, you know? I, I saw uh, a couple of years ago, someone put a side-by-side of Ted Williams and Barry up together. And like the swings were, yeah. I'm not going to say identical, but yeah. there's right. so like, you're going, good God. Like, okay. Yeah. Two of the greatest hitters of all time, literally yeah, right. the same swing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, one of the greatest things, you know, you know Barry Bonds, I, I, to this day, when I watch him, you know, like I'm, I'm awed with his bottom hand and how quick, quick yeah. hands he had, Yeah, you know, to the, to the baseball, you know, like he could let the ball actually could get a little deep on him and he could still, you know, get it out and get around, get his bat, you know, like in a pool position, you know, like was, to me, I like that was absolutely amazing. And the fact too, that he would stay on the ball and hit it to left center or something. Well, what was crazy, what was crazy was like Cutter John was the, the BP thrower to him for years, right? It was this guy that he yeah. had, 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 he would, you know, now that the training of, of hitters, as far as the speed, like put up the, the machine as high as you can. Well, Cutter would, he would be 30 feet from him throwing as hard as he could. And that was Barry's training, <laughs> yeah, right? you know, and then, and you're going, yeah. wow. Like, and I'm watching this thing right. going, yeah, that's by me. That's by me. Yeah. But he was so confident, so quick. And you're going, my God, like it's, it's lightning. Yeah. I mean, and then. Right. I mean, we had the we talked about it—the ball that he hit against you guys, uh, yeah. uh, John Lieber. Like he right. hit it, and the McDonald's sign almost exploded because it was yeah. still on the way up. <laughs> right. You know what? You know. You know what Lieber said to me when he, when he came back to the dugout. He said, "He said you liked that, didn't you, Chuck?" <laughs> <laughs> oh God! You know, because you say that, and it brings up like the Stanton against or, or Morse. Yeah. Against us was like uh, Tyler Cloyd. I think one was with KK, and yeah. and you're like, God damn, that ball was touch, kid. <laughs> when he came in, and it was yeah. like that moment, yeah. you know, and and that yeah. was like my, I just right. love that about you is you knew how right. to get guys yeah. back up, and yeah. just kind of instead of feeling sorry for yourself and down, you just joked and you were yeah. yourself. And that about, moment to see someone react afterwards, because all of us were thinking the same thing, like, damn, yeah. like Morris hit a ball hey, into the second bullpen back wall. And, hey, and you came in, hey, you Captain, had to be like, hey, damn. Listen, listen to this. There, with, hey, we were in Oakland playing the athletics. When McGuire was, you know, on the team. Hershey's was pitching that day when I was in Cleveland. Yeah. And they're working on this, you know, they building up in center field, you know, like all the, the oh, all Mount Davis, yeah. they put out there. Yeah. And it was a construction going on. And McGuire hit one over this in uh, oh, construction right. out of the yard, and Hershey would come back in, and he looked at me and he says, uh, and he turned around, and looked up guys in the dugout. He says, "Did anybody see how far that ball uh, went and and, uh, and where it landed?" <laughs> <laughs> and I thought to myself, "You got to be kidding me!" Hey, unreal. Well, he, McGuire was the first one I ever heard that, like, he makes baseballs look like golf balls. That's the first one oh, I ever absolutely. heard, like, you know, it, yeah. it got so small when they got out there. And you're going, yeah. my God. You know, you know, when you talk about it and you're like, and they talk, he hit the scoreboard during Cleveland scene. That yeah. made a big deal. I was deal, watching that remember. game. I was hey, watching that game. Well, check this out. And like in a, if you go back and look, it was, it was in the extra inning game. I don't know if it was a 10th or 11th inning or something like that. He hit a line drive even harder off of this, off of that rail oh, out there. Yes, just, uh, in center field. Yes, I mean a ball that was about fifteen or twenty feet high. I mean it didn't climb or fall or nothing. I mean he just and he hit that rail and made a big sound like he was ringing a bell. I'm telling you. Well, he was unreal. he was my favorite one growing up to mimic, <laughs> like when we played strikeout, 
because his whole right. scene, you know, because he had like the bad eyes, right? So he'd always squint. He would just, you know, touch his elbows, and it was a whole right. thing that you would do. And then you swing, and you're like, well, that ball did not go like his, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I mean, because he exactly. like he was a he wasn't a, a like he had a short stroke. That was like the yeah, one thing yeah. about McGuire. He yeah. had a short stroke, and then you're going, man, it kind of changed and morphed into you know certain things, right. and his body morphed, yeah. and you're going. Then right. you, I think that's when we revert back to, you know, like the H- Hank Aaron's of the world, the Mickey Mantles, right. and, and he, the body's never changed. Right. The swing never changed. You're going, jeez, right. yeah. like, to be that right. consistent and adjust within, and, and their adjustment was in the mind. It, I feel like more than anything. Yeah. Right. How about how exactly. about Hank Aaron had you know almost seven thousand total bases, and it, 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 I was I was looking at it, I was like. That's 117 miles of bases that he that he ran. Yeah. I mean, that's not even that. including the balls that he ran out. Like you're just going. Yeah. He was on base for 117 right. miles. Yeah, that's unreal. That's, that's totally incredible. Amazing. Well, Chuck, yeah. I I appreciate you coming on and yeah. talking about Hank Aaron and uh, just yeah. you know where we are these days. And I'm glad you're feeling great. Uh, you know, you got to train because yeah. next yeah. time I see you, we're gonna fight. All right, okay. <laughs> hey, hey, I, hey, I'll put one hand behind me. Oh, <laughs> and I will not take this out. I'm going to make sure that's on everyone can hear that. No, okay. oh, hey, the best, right, Chuck. Hey, Thanks Kim, so much. Talk, always good talking to you, man. I'll see you in spring training, too. I'm looking I, forward to I it, I can't too. wait. Yeah, man. All right. Oh, man. I, I just love the fact that his spirits are so good right now and being able to talk about Hank Aaron, talk about – just anything and everything about hitting and, and, and mentalities and everything. That's that's the great Charlie Manuel for us. So hope you enjoyed this podcast with myself and Charlie Manuel. Until next time, peace. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.